Good morning, you're with Jim Kent and this is another Club Insights podcast. I'm sitting opposite Andy Bowyer, CEO of Cleos. Andy, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, you sound very English. I, I am English, yeah, yeah. How many years in Luxembourg for you? Uh, I uh, lived here for four years. So far, so good? It's, it's, it's a great place. I have recently moved out of Luxembourg, though. Oh, where do you live now? I live in Washington, D.C. Oh, Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Moved in over the summer. Uh, well, okay, I'm going to ask you more about that later. Sure. Now, Cleos, how long has Cleos been around for? Uh, it started in June 2017 in Luxembourg. Right. And was that because you wanted to launch satellites? Why are you here, actually? It was a, it was a brand new business concept. Um, it, was a, it was an idea, a, a business plan that we were going to use satellites to collect data and sell that data as a service. And we looked um, around Europe as to where we'd be best placing that. Um, and Luxembourg is, is building a fantastic capability here, building a great community of space companies on top of their historical SES uh, community. And we're, we came here to leverage that and started the company here in Luxembourg and uh, created a new business to, in order to, to sort of take advantage of that opportunity that was being presented. Collect data. Tell us, what kind of data are you collecting? We, uh, we're an Earth observation company, so our satellites are flying around the Earth, listening to radio signals, collecting radio signals, bringing those down to, down to, to the ground. And we, through uh, some proprietary technology, we're able to locate where the presence of those signals was coming from. Now, why that's important, it sounds pretty dull in that, in that way, but why it's important is we're able to locate the presence of communication devices. And why that's important is that it gives you an idea of where human activity is. And that's really what we're, we're, we're trying to find is where around the world is a human activity, especially where you're not expecting it to be. Around your coastlines, uh, not applicable to Luxembourg, clearly, um, uh, but around your borders, near um, overseas assets that you're wanting to protect um, in areas where you're just, you're not expecting to see human activity. And that's what we're, that's what we're collecting and we're selling that data as a service. What kind of clients do you have? So our customer base is predominantly in the defense and security domain to begin with. Um, so we see that as our sort of early adopter customer, if you like. Um, there are clear defense security applications, whether it's with the Coast Guard or, or the navies or the border control type, type organizations. So they're clearly a good a sort of end user for us in that way. But there are lots of commercial applications as well that we're working on, particularly where there are overseas assets that you're needing to protect that are perhaps unmanned. Maybe they're offshore oil assets or, um, uh, or, or your vessels or your shipping, uh, shipping vessels, for instance. So you, what we were trying to do is create a, uh, a data set which is easy to use, easy to bring into uh, platforms that are ingesting and fusing different data sets together. And we supply that data um, for them to leverage and, and find out what's going on around them. It, it's creates something called situational awareness what and where are people and and then sort of then that enables the analyst to bring more information out of that and gives them a gives them ultimately gives them a solution to their problems so as an illustration maybe i'm a government and i own a bit of ocean and i'm not expecting to see any boats there i use your service and some radio frequencies pop up that would indicate to me that there's somebody with a boat in the pacific ocean that shouldn't be yeah exactly so this is really where you know um, all countries have got coastlines they have called eez uh, exclusive economic zones. So they've got a whole load of water that they have to control and look after. 
And um, what we do is we provide some surveillance of that area. So it gives them some what we call wide area surveillance. So it gives them an idea of generally what's going on around their, around their coastlines and in their wider EEZ areas. That then enables them, if they do find something of interest, enables them to then investigate that further. We're not saying what's going on or what the person is doing. We're just saying that there is activity there. There's, there's humans there. There's, there's something going on. That, you know, then they might task perhaps a maritime patrol aircraft or a boat to investigate it, particularly if there's concerns of illegal fishing or environmental damage. So we've focused on those areas where there's societal challenges, environmental challenges especially. So anything where there's an impact on that area does tend to, um, uh, if you like, get a benefit from this sort of data set. So Andy, with your satellites, I know this sounds like a bit of a dumb question, but are they always on collecting data or do you actually have to direct them to a part of the globe and, and turn them on? Yeah, it, it's it's more like the latter. So they're, uh, they have what's called a duty cycle. So they can only be on for a certain amount of time. They collect vast amounts of data when they're on. So we've also got to get that data back to the ground. So we task them to turn on and off over areas of interest that people are interested in, like South China Sea or the High North or the Baltics or whatever it might be. We're able to collect massive amounts of data over quite a short period of time, actually, um, and then bring the data down to the ground over the, over the uh, rest of the orbit, where we then process it on the ground. Now, I thought that from a tech point of view, we were sort of already there, weren't we? Satellites already could do this, and I thought they were sort of supported by 3G and 4G phone networks. Is this a step forward using radio frequency collecting? Yeah, it, it's a, it's another niche, if you like, and I mean niche in the most positive sense, actually. It, it's a complementary data set that also works with a lot of other data sets. So our data is, you know, we're the only people in the world flying clusters of four satellites. So our satellites fly close together in these diamond formations. Um, and that enables us to do this clever geolocation capability. Only people in the world doing that. So certainly that is unique. Um, but the data that we're bringing down is complementary to other data sets like uh, AIS data from a company like Spire, who's also in Luxembourg, um, or imagery data sets, people taking photos using satellites or synthetic radar-based imagery. We're very complementary to all those data sets. And really, when you get the the analysts fusing all those together, that's when they get them the, the best solution. But we sit very early on in that analyst workflow uh, to help them define where to look. And I think if we can direct people much quicker, faster into a particular area, it means that you can make decisions faster. And that's, that's ultimately what we're trying to help with. Now, I'm sure I've seen on a kids' TV program that there's a lot of space garbage up there, which is a problem for satellite companies. Is that actually true? Sure. Yeah, it, it, it is a problem. Um, uh, space situational awareness is very, uh, uh, very hot topic at the moment. Um, where is there debris? There is new debris being created thanks to um, certain governments around the world. And we need to be aware of that. And so there's a lot of work being done in terms of tracking all those debris pieces. Uh, there's a lot of fantastic work being done by, by some certain companies. Luxembourg's helping. Uh, a lot with that as well. And um, yeah, that's something we have to be very aware of. It's a risk in our business, absolutely. I know you're on your third launch right now. What's actually driving your growth? Is there a particular market segment where you're thinking, yeah, we can just see this market growing and growing? Yeah, I think the I think the, the global problem space is increasing. You know, there is... Um, 
uh, an increasing demand, particularly by countries that aren't naturally spacefaring countries because they're developing nations or what have you, that they want access to data from space. So the more that we can facilitate and deliver data into places like that, that are able to then leverage it to help with their problems around their borders, illegal fishing, environmental damage by, by, by other states, then that's something that we can certainly assist with. But the, the reason why we launch more satellites is very simple. The more we have in space, the more data we collect. And the more data we collect, the more valuable it is to the customer because they see their area more often. It's a very linear relationship. It's very, very, very straightforward. Now, for you as CEO, what, what does a typical day involve for you at the moment? My, my job is really quite forward-leaning in a lot of senses. You know, I'm working a lot on the strategy side of things. I spend a lot of time with our investors, with our shareholders, um, working with the banks. We're a public listed company. So being a, a CEO of a, of a listed company involves a lot of work with banks and analysts and people making sure they understand the business model, making sure they understand uh, what it is we're doing in a simple way as we possibly can do in terms of explaining the opportunity and why people should, you know, by by stock ultimately, and that's that's something that I'm very sort of passionate on doing and building that community. Because the more we do that, that helps enable growth in our business. The more support we get from a shareholder perspective. And is this the reason why you're now living in Washington D.C. to be closer to your investors? Exactly that, both customers and investors. And um, there is a, a, a natural customer base for us, obviously centered around the, the Washington D.C. area. Um, and we have a, um, a lot of work that's going on in New York, so. A lot of East Coast type activity. And so for a, a short period of time, we'll certainly be in, in DC where we push that, kick the business on that, that little bit harder, um, move us on in terms of where we are from a, a business growth perspective. You happened to tell me earlier on that you've got 35 people working for you worldwide. If we were having this conversation in say five years time, any idea what your headcount might be? I, I do, yeah. It, it is not going to be a lot higher than that. Um, in terms of our modeling, we're really not going to be pushing above 60 or 70 people in terms of overall headcount because because of the nature of the business. We, we invest heavily in our satellites. We obviously invest in our people, but we invest heavily in our satellites. That's our core focus, really. Our business is to own and operate satellites and deliver data out of those satellites to our customers. The more we can automate there, the better. And so ultimately our growth is in revenue and profitability of the business whilst maintaining a, a, a modest, if you like, um, employee base. And that's something we're very passionate on doing and, and leveraging modern techniques in order for us to do that. And we're sitting here in a pretty amazing spot in Cockleshire. I understand that, I know Luxembourg is very enthusiastic, isn't it, on, on space. Um, do we see Luxembourg really developing? I mean, you guys are here. Do, do we see you guys possibly being a magnet for other space firms to come? Uh, I think Luxembourg has done a great job over the last few years, um, that's four or five years in terms of building that building that ecosystem up. I think we're in a, a, a period now of maturation in that area. Um, there are a number of businesses like ours, um, companies like Spire have done a fantastic job, Made in Space, etc., who are you know growing possibly even rapid, more rapidly than we are for sure. And so I think there's a, a, a group of companies that joined, came into the company three or four years ago that enabled us to... Um, uh, sort of grow that community and, and build build a space industry here beyond that that SES have been doing for clearly a very long time I mean it sounds like so you're not planning on putting SES out of business 
No, it's no, certainly not. Yeah, it's not our world at all. So SES are, um, uh, you know, I think um, a, a fantastic business. They've been tremendously successful over the years. Crown I jewels. Think, They're called the crown jewels in Luxembourgish circles. Quite, quite right. Um, I think if we can, uh, I think if we can help Luxembourg buyers replicating their success, even just a small portion of their level of success, I think we've done a, a great job. Andy Boyer, CEO of Clios, thank you very much. Thank you.